Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. (laughs) Einhorn is a man. And welcome to the Fumble to the End Zone podcast. My name is Sean O'Connor. With me, as always, is Eric Placoon. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. And Johnny Graham. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We are glad to have you here with us this week. So much stuff to talk about from the college football ranks, Major League Baseball and everything going on there, and, of course, the NFL. Um, Glad you're here. And we're probably going to jump right into the college football stuff. Start getting the football out and throw it around the backyard with pop. Yeah, Sean, I think what you need to do for our four listeners, 14, whatever, is I think you need to walk us through the roller coaster of your week and what happened with Notre Dame football this week. Because it might be, I mean, this could be a movie someday, I think, with you at the center of it. <laughs> I'm going to write the not I'm going to write the yeah. screenplay. I'm going to star in it. It's going to be incredible. Um, I'm going to direct it. Man. Um, um, both their starters. Oh, the game's over then, huh? Yeah, there's a two minutes left. They're up 18. All right, fair enough. Um, every, uh, hey, start all the seniors. What about Rudy? No, absolutely not. I, I, um, <laughs> they might come in. I, if this was at the Garden, they would have been in. Yeah. Um, so, it all started for me. Sunday, when Lincoln Riley was named the head coach of USC after losing the to Oklahoma State in a very good football game and basically being knocked out of the Big 12 title game and all that stuff. So with Lincoln right. Riley going to USC, which was shocking as it, as it is, there was a lot of funny talk about him not going to LSU because he said in an interview the night before, I will not be the next head coach of LSU. He knew something. He knew. Well, yeah, he knew he was going to be the next head coach of USC. That's well, he why. also clearly didn't want to go to the SEC. Mm-hmm. True. Smart move. That's the only thing I can think of of why he would go to USC over OU. I don't really get it, to be honest. I mean, it has to be that because it makes he wants no to other keep sense. an easy path to success. To the and, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And with the playoff expanding, uh, more than likely in the next mm-hmm. few years, that is going to continue to be an easier path through the Pac 12 than it is through. The SEC. I mean, you look right now, I'm watching the Pac-12 title game. Utah's up 14 on Oregon. Oregon was number two in the nation just a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah. So with the new format that they're talking about, very similar to what I was doing for my school project, they're talking about the Power 5 conference championship game winners getting automatic bids. Utah would be on their way. I agree. And Utah is on would be on their way to potentially playing in the playoff at Ranked number 17 in the nation. So that's exciting and that's fun. Yep. But it opens up more opportunities for teams like USC. B, uh, not BYU. BYU is going to the Big 12. But you know what I mean. Just other well, yeah, and Ultimately, yeah, it will. Because they're going to stay power five. So yep. if that's how they're going to do it. yeah. Um, but yeah, so Monday around 6 o'clock. Well, pretty much all day Monday I was making fun of Oklahoma. Because... <laughs> Because, of course, right? Why wouldn't you? You definitely were. fucking crazy. Like, it's just crazy that that happened. Right. So Monday night, I look at Twitter, and there's a one report about Brian Kelly uh, being pursued by, Louis, by LSU. 
I laughed it off, hit up an LSU buddy of mine, said, hey, have you seen this? He was like, and he literally said, he's been saying it all week, not my first choice for head coach. Um, Ryan Ballou. Uh, <laughs> but he, uh, where was it going? Um, sorry. But yeah, a lot of the people, a lot of people on Twitter that I follow that follow Notre Dame and everything else, like the, the beat reporters, those kind of guys were like, this is definitely a ploy to get more money out of Notre Dame. Like this is, there's no way he's going to LSU. Like that's crazy. Notre Dame's on the verge of going to the playoff. No, no. If, if things fall right this tomorrow, Saturday, things fall right. Notre Dame's in this would be crazy for him to go. Yeah. Around eight 30 Monday night, as I'm about to lay down for a nice slumber, I look at my phone one more time and it says done deal. Brian Kelly to LSU. <laughs> and immediately I was like, well, that doesn't make any goddamn sense. Who is this guy's got a blue check mark, but I've never heard of him in my life. Well, let's look around. All the Notre Dame people are like, holy shit, Brian Kelly's going to LSU. This is for real. And I'm like, what? No, the craziest not. thing about that. The craziest thing about that is Brian Kelly was literally in a recruit's house for Notre Dame when the news broke. Mm. And he said, hey, you want to go to LSU? He was recruiting a kid to Notre Dame when the fucking (laughs) thing broke. Well, we have a great – I bet he wasn't using his southern accent at that point. Um, He might have been. Might have been. He's saying he wants to sound folksy and relatable. (laughs) Why don't you come with me to South Band? (laughs) Come to South Bend. We'll play some football. Um, but so immediately I'm like, what the hell just happened? Like, what does that mean for the playoff? What does that mean for Notre Dame? What does that mean with uh, their assistant coaches who are all out on the road recruiting right now, doing their thing for the Irish? I mean, like, immediate, like, as a sports fan, panic. Like, what is happening? Like, this is my worst nightmare. Like, I, doesn't even make sense like Lincoln Riley leaving is one thing because like his team's not going to the playoff like they're done they're they're gonna go to a nice bowl game Notre Dame saw the shot like it didn't make any like still doesn't make any fucking sense to me but whatever so Wednesday or Tuesday I mean uh you and I are walking around work grabbing breakfast and I tell you they can't fuck this up they can't let all these assistants go these guys are killing it in recruiting this will just bury Notre Dame again like they were for like 15 years. Where they were good for a season, bad for three. Good for a season, bad for three. Switch of coaches, all this other. I was like, they have to hire Marcus Freeman. Yeah, they you have did to. say that. You did say that. Um, you but did. Tuesday did all day long. For the record, you texted us all the night that it was happening. And I didn't see it until I woke up at three the next morning. <laughs> and I read it as Chip, Chip Kelly. Kelly. Yeah. And I was like, what? Chip Kelly, something with Notre Dame? And then that's all I could hope for for you after that. Really wanted to see that come to fruition. <laughs> Can't say that I'm happier that he's not coming to Notre Dame. Um, <laughs> but yes, but we so- were walking around and you were talking about, listen, they have some good folks. They need to do the right thing. <laughs> they need to keep the people they have. I think uh, I think what helps is the program's in a good place. It is. If and Brian Kelly fired, built that. Like I'm if not gonna got say fired anything. or something else, they would have went out and tried to make a splash. So no. Yeah. Um Brian Kelly uh 
12 years at the program, did a great job, got them to a BCS title game, made the playoff twice, only coach in Notre Dame history to have five straight 10-plus win seasons. Um, really incredible job. Like, I mean, that, that's why it was also so shocking, too. It was like, why would this guy leave? He, he broke Newt Rockney's all, all-time career wins, wins record at Notre Dame. Like, you're, you're actually the end-all, be-all of Notre Dame coaches at this point. Well, you even said you were like, you were like, Like, yeah, he had all those records. But when you think of Notre Dame, you don't think of him. No, absolutely not. You you might because, you know, you're diehard. But like, if I'm just thinking, I I still think of Rodney and Lou Holtz and, you know, the ones ones that won the big ones. Kelly, you're just like, yeah, he's there. He's a pretty good coach. I don't know. Like, you know, I mean, he's had his fair share of uh, controversy as well. I mean, I don't want. Uh, you think back to the Declan Sullivan uh, thing where he was on that that uh, whatever that lift is called to film practice, and the wind knocked it over, and he passed away and stuff like that. Like there's mm-hmm. there's been some things while Kelly's there. Nothing like no like sexual harassment cases or anything like that. But there yet. were a couple players yet. yet. There were a couple players that <laughs> have gotten yet. in trouble with the law, and 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 there was a cheating scandal where. Uh, some players got kicked out for, you know, cheating on tests and stuff like that. So there were some things. I mean, it wasn't like a perfect run at the university. He had some seasons where the team was poor. 2016, they went four and eight. I mean, it wasn't like they've been beating the brakes off everybody. And when they got to big games, they lost them. I mean, mm-hmm. and badly. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, so third, so Tuesday morning, Notre Dame's, uh, athletic director Jack Swarbrick did a press conference. It's like, we're not going to name an interim because if we name an interim, that person is not going to be the head coach going forward. Wait, you skipped over his awesome when he came back and talked to the team. That's true. That morning, Brian Kelly, well, the night the night that it happened, he yeah. sent a text at 10 p.m. to all the players <laughs> apologizing to them that they found out about this through social media and that he was calling a team meeting for 7 a.m. Tuesday yeah. morning at the Goog, which is the uh, athletic facility there at Notre Dame Stadium. So team gets there at 7 a.m. Brian Kelly walks in at 7-11. Had to get a coffee first, I guess. Um, in with 7-11 or at 7-11? At 7-11. He had, he had like one of those <laughs> breakfast rolls. Yeah. <laughs> A Slurpee <laughs> brought, brought it a one pound hot dog. Um, <laughs> but he, he came he, and he got introduced to talk to the team. He spoke for three minutes and 45 seconds. And from what I heard on one podcast, he went to leave out one door, which was like right next to him. And then decided, you know what? I'm going to walk out that other way, which was past all the players up this long flight of stairs out of the building. And apparently, <laughs> and apparently while he was, Doing that, all of the players were just like not making eye contact, pissed off, just unhappy. So after about five minutes of being there, Brian Kelly was gone and leaving to catch a plane down to Louisiana. Yeah. Um, With his dialect coach. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> he then, so Swarbrick does the press conference at 10, says we're not going to name an interim. We're, we're doing a coaching search, blah, blah, blah. Uh, calls Tommy Reese, the Notre Dame offensive coordinator, in and 
they have a discussion about wanting to keep Tommy. Uh, meanwhile, Brian Kelly has offered for, uh, Tommy Reese a $1.5 million contract uh, raise to go to LSU. So Tommy Reese was making five hundred grand as the Notre Dame offensive coordinator. He offered him $2 million a year. Jeez. He offered Marcus Freeman $3 million a year to be his defensive coordinator. He's offering all of his coaches big pay raises to come to LSU. Mm. Uh, but so Swarbrick talked to Reese and then word got out that he was going to talk to Marcus Freeman the next day in like an interview. There was a lot of talk that they may be interested in Matt Campbell out of Iowa State or Luke Fickle out of Cincinnati. Um, Finkle? No, Fickle. Oh, Finkle gotcha. is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkle. <laughs> <laughs> Einhorn is a man. Uh, <laughs> do you really want to hurt? Hey, Brian <laughs> Kelly kind of tried to pull a Ray Finkel and just skip town and disappear and he pops did. up in, the, in Louisiana in the he south. He gave what is known as an Irish goodbye. <laughs> that? Yeah. Why is everyone so mad? <laughs> Everyone's so angry. But so. Obviously, rumors are floating around the whole time. Like, oh, well, they're going to hire Campbell. They're going to hire Fickle. Uh, they're going to call Urban Meyer. This uh, and People are, like, denying shit and everything else. Interview with Freeman Wednesday, and then start, stuff starts rolling that uh, Tuesday night, their strength and conditioning coach who helped turn around the team after 2016, uh, really focusing on some of the workouts they were doing and nutrition and stuff like that. He said, I'm staying. So he was staying. Yep. The next day, Tommy Reese it comes out that he's staying and he does a video in the same building in the same stage that Brian Kelly was talking about basically the, you know, the Wolf of wall street. I'm not fucking leaving fucking speech. Like he's like, I'm not going anywhere for some of you may, that may suck. Some of you may love that. I don't know, but he's like, I'm not leaving. We're going to win a fucking national championship. And that's what we're going to do here. So he was staying. And obviously word around that same time was that Marcus Freeman had gotten the offer was accepting was going to be the head coach. Yeah. So obviously, I'm joyous, super excited. And then Thursday morning, you get up and they start announcing like five other coaches were all sticking around, including Mike Elston, who's being elevated to defensive coordinator, who was their head of recruiting for the past five years when as Notre Dame's gotten better and better classes uh, to come and start playing. And they've been competing for, you know, to get in the playoff and everything else. So Brian Kelly offered all of his, all of his assistants – pay raises and as of right now none of them are going so yep. how many, how many recruits have been lost at this point as of right now one decommitted mm, okay but i have the i have the feeling that marcus is going to give him a phone call and be like hey it's the opposite of ou who's lost yeah, you lost like five ones. right yeah really top ones yeah especially the is, is old spencer is he moving schools yeah he's transferring too yep to USC or something? No, no, he was probably LSU before this. So, okay, maybe. So, so I got so the say... funniest thing about all of this. I'm sorry to interrupt you, Johnny. That's my bad. The funniest thing about this is how not funniest. The coolest thing, from my perspective, is how <laughs> the Notre Dame community, the players, the recruits, the alums, the fans, all rallied and were like, "We all want Marcus Freeman. Yeah. That's who we all want." That's the guy. He's young. He's 35. He's a former player. He was a five-star recruit when he when he came out of high school. He played at Ohio State. 
was in the NFL for a short period of time. He had to retire because he had uh, of an enlarged well, heart, I believe I saw. He got drafted by the Bears, yep. got cut the same season, put on another team, got cut, put on another team, ended, retired. So, yeah. and that happens to a lot of guys. I mean, he, but he, you know, hey, he got NFL's there. no joke. You know, he's a yeah. fifth round pick, though. So he had talent. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Um, he started his career, I believe, at Purdue as like a graduate assistant. Um, elevated a little bit there, uh, worked at Ohio State for a period of time under Luke Fickle while he was the interim uh, between Jim Tressel and Urban Meyer, um, and then worked for Fickle, worked at Purdue again, and then worked for Fickle as defensive coordinator at Cincinnati for three years, then came to Notre Dame last year as a DC, and it was expected that he was probably in the next few years going to be a head coach somewhere. Um, yeah. But now he's the head coach of the University of Notre Dame. And there was a video today of him being introduced into the locker room. Players went bananas. Um, there was a video of him talking to the team. And I wanted to run through a brick wall. Um, he's, he's got it, man. I really do. I think he's got it. I think he's, he's going to be really good. I'm really excited about this hire. I'm happy that Notre Dame made, in my opinion, the right decision. If it doesn't pan out, I'm glad they went for it, though. I really am. Um, sometimes you got to do the thing that doesn't seem like it's the typical thing for that university. Um, Notre Dame typically does not hire a first time head coach. Just not something they do. It's only been a couple times they've done it. Or and a black head coach. Only the second in their history. Mm-hmm. And well, it didn't end well with the last one. He only got a three year chance and it wasn't, yeah. it, it wasn't a fair situation to him. Tyrone yeah. Willingham. Yeah. Um, but this is uh, – it's exciting. New era at Notre Dame. And he will be coaching in the bowl game, whether we're in the playoff or in a New Year's Six game. And I think Notre Dame is going to be very competitive in, in any game that they're in. Well, yeah, they're going to want to show show that this doesn't affect them now. But yeah. my favorite part of this week, Sean is having sciatica problems. <laughs> I am. So he's, he's limping around. He can't walk because his back and his hip and his leg are all hurt. I saw the entire range of emotions come from a man this week. <laughs> like, it was like the five stages of death going on with Sean this week. <laughs> like, you, you at first were in denial. No, no, this isn't happen. He's not going. That no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> you were so, and then all of a sudden it was kind of like, well, he's going to bounce you back. I swear. So mad. You were angry. Like, we went, we had gone to breakfast one morning and grabbed food. And he was fine. He was just like, ah, oh, you know, I think it'll work out, blah, blah, And then I get back to my desk, and he, I have a message that's just, I'm so angry. <laughs> <laughs> he was just so mad about the situation. And then it was, uh, there was, you had the brief Urban Meyer phase where you're like, maybe we get Urban Meyer. I've always wanted Urban Meyer. That lasted about 45 minutes. And then it was, uh, <laughs> and then it was the whole, uh, Hey, we should get Freeman. We need Freeman. That's who we need as our coach. And then there was the period of they're going to hire an interim. They've already announced the interim's not going to be the coach. And you were furious. And they're like, they're going to fuck it up. They're going to fuck it up. We're going to lose Freeman. You were furious. And then it was, hey, we just, it's official. We have Freeman. And then you're good to go doing your little. They didn't even, they didn't even make it official until today. So I was panicking for 24 (laughs) hours. Like, oh my God, is there something wrong with the contract? Like what's going on? 
I just uh, like you were at the highest of highs with the Mets signing. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, I, Monday then, I was I was on cloud nine <laughs> with them signing Scherzer, and then it dropped cloud nine. And then by twelve hours, less than twelve hours later, I'm like, "Are you shitting me?" Like one uh, one of the best weeks of my life. <laughs> Just <laughs> and absolutely, you, you not being able to walk right made it all the better. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You do one camp out with your family and sleep on a recliner. Next thing you know, you can't walk straight for a week. It's awesome. <laughs> I Getting told the new colonel the like, in front of the new colonel we have upstairs, like, what are you, a pregnant woman? Like, I don't understand. <laughs> Pretty good. But uh, once I realized it was that today, like today I realized it was sciatica. Who called it? You did. You said it the other day. And then three other people were like, yeah, same thing happened to me. Shadi was like, I thought it was probably that. And I read about it and I was like, that is exactly what I have. I felt like, I like Eric. One hundred percent. Eric always like, diagnoses us. <laughs> and then once I knew that it was that, I was like, "I'm good. I'm fine. Yeah. Like I don't. I feel great right now. I'm loose. I'm <laughs> sitting differently, so I feel a bit comfortable. It's just weird. There's yeah. the fear of not knowing, and plus the stress of Notre Dame. Don't uh, slouch. Just, yeah, no. I'm yeah, don't not quit kidding. slouching. What? Sit yeah, straight in your chair, and that's it. <laughs> yeah, I was like. Eric, I'll talk to Eric and I'll be like, yeah, my knee is hurting. He's like, yeah, it's probably this. And I'll Google it. I'll be like, son of a bitch. <laughs> How does he do it every time? He memorized <laughs> WebMD. Yeah. <laughs> he probably wrote it, most of it. <laughs> no, it's oh, just, man. It's just common shit. But, you know, <laughs> and people, the problem is people get on the internet and they're like, fuck, it's cancer. Yeah. Dude, you, you broke your toe. What are you talking about? <laughs> <It's> fucking cancer. <laughs> I I'm, I'm the I one lost... in 987 million people that gets toe cancer. I think I lost I know, faith, toe cancer. lost all faith in military medical. When one time I was sitting there for something and I was like, yeah, this is my symptom. It's what's going on. And the doctor's typing and I kind of leaned forward and looked at a screen and he was putting it all in WebMD. <laughs> Could have done this video. myself. Okay. Yeah. Thanks guy. Here's your ibuprofen. I was like, thanks man. <laughs> Well, that's the funny thing, too, when I read about the sciatica thing is like, you could get pain meds and muscle relaxers. It's not going to help. I was like, great. It's awesome. Just deal with it. Got it. It'll just go yeah. away eventually or yeah. not. Sweet. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so let's talk about other college football stuff. We'll start with the games from last weekend. A okay. uh, little bit of a shake up in the top 10. Uh, Michigan, Kansas, whom Kansas won by 20, just update one by 20. The white boy, nice. career high 31 points. Nice, nice. the white boy. Be, does white he have boy. a name? Christian Brown. He's been, he's been there a while. He's he's solid, but he played well tonight. Look, that brown, it's actually, boy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's exactly. I say white boy, I have to let everyone know, not being racist, yeah. his last name is Brown, yeah, yeah. um. It is like the whitest name ever, too. Christian Brown. Yeah. Yeah. His mother, yeah. father, brother, uncle, and uncle all played D1. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. So it's in the blood. It's in the yeah. brown blood. Now they saw some, they of them, all some of them played at Mizzou, though. I think his mom and his brother did. So mm. he said, F you guys. I'm burning <laughs> it down. <laughs> yeah. so, also, as we already talked about, Bulls won an MSG last night. I was solid. 
And the Blackhawks beat the Capitals in D.C. for the first time since 2006. It's because we weren't there. Yeah. Yeah. They beat them. Because Johnny wasn't there. Because I wasn't there. No, because Eric's been before without me and they've lost. Yeah. Oh, I think the one I went to was even worse. It was just just awful. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They won in a shootout. First time since 2006. Nothing worse than paying for tickets to go to a game, getting excited to be there, sitting down, and your team getting blown out in a game and just being like, glad I spent this money. So I think one time it was birthday present. And then the next time it was a Christmas present. So I was like, uh... (laughs) worst present ever. Depression. (laughs) You gave me depression for Christmas. Great. (laughs) You gave me a much (laughs) drinking bill tonight. This is why when I go see my teams play games, like the times I've gone to see Notre Dame, I tend to go see them play a team that I think they're going to beat. Yeah, but that's also – that could be the biggest upset. Because then you go, and then if they lose to, like, some shitty team, you're like, I just came to fucking Indiana from Georgia. (laughs) And I just watched them get destroyed by, I don't know – I will yeah, say this. Exactly. I've been to six Notre Dame games, two of them bowl games. Yeah. They're six and out. Yeah. Oh, you're the lucky charm. Yes. Uh, yes, I am. <laughs> oh, they're always after me, lucky charms. There we go. That's uh, I think the Bears are like five and one at games I've went to. Nice. Yeah. They won in Philly when you went, right? Yeah. They beat Baltimore when I went here, and I saw them play Baltimore and Chicago and they won both those games. Nice. I mean Carolina. Somebody else too, I think. I don't know. The last time Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. No, go ahead. No, no, you. Nope. No, you I was gonna say when when Baltimore played Chicago this season, the stat that somehow Chicago had like the series with Baltimore, they they were like up 12, 12 to one in the yeah. amount of times they've beaten them. Like well, some crazy streak. I, I don't know. They just do well against AFC North because prior to this year, Mike Tomlin had never beaten them, and he still shouldn't have beaten them. He shouldn't have. Yeah, yeah he shouldn't have. <laughs> so. He got real lucky that game. All right, sorry to interrupt. Let's get back. No, no you're fine. You're fine. Go um, ahead, Sean. So Michigan uh-huh. put our stomping on Ohio State. Like that game was a 15 point game, but it wasn't that close. No, it was not. Yeah, Mich- Michigan State, beat them. Yeah, they saw that snowflakes. And they just are like, I don't want a part of this. I want nothing. <laughs> it's too cold. <laughs> but it was fun to watch because you had, like you said, you had the snow. It was at the big house. That Michigan crowd was amped for that game. And, and Michigan they were. their ass off. Once they realized they might win, yeah, it was it was on. Yep. So that, that was a fun game to watch. Um, I enjoyed, it was. I, I enjoyed it. Um, Alabama should have lost. Again. <laughs> To Auburn, um, the yeah. fact that they're still in the top four is baffling to me. Because yeah, that's... they'll lose this week to Georgia. Hopefully, mm, I don't know. I don't know yeah. if they. Well, they so if this they beat happens, Georgia, this is this is one of the weird conspiracies about SEC. This is just what SEC does. It's I think it's why they don't like to play other teams outside their conference very often. Because they have this thing built up now that they're so good. So even if you know. They lose. That beat Alabama. They, they still be considered even over Cincinnati as two loss. So, and Notre Dame. But if they That's beat the- Georgia, two are getting in no matter what. It doesn't even matter if they beat Georgia forty nine nothing. Two are getting in. 
That's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's just because there's this weird – everyone thinks the SEC is by far the best, even though in the bowl games it doesn't always work out that way. But yeah. Well, here this comes LSU presumption because <laughs> it's It's just been – I mean, Oklahoma almost beat Oklahoma State late in that game. That was – that was down to the wire, but Oklahoma State got that win and very emotional crowd after that. I well, think there's two Baylor teams. Oh, you know. Well, here's the thing. I think there's two teams that could be coming off of a huge high and lose. That if they're not careful, could lose this week in college yeah, Michigan championship and games. A, Michigan and Oklahoma State. Absolutely. Is Michigan. Michigan's playing Iowa. Yep. Yeah. Okay. And Kurt Ferentz, their head coach, some believe that he may be retiring at the end of the season. There's been some rumor of that. So if that's the case and the team knows, they may come out with a, playing with a lot of emotion. And Michigan may come out flat after beating Ohio State for the first mm-hmm. time in nearly 10 years. It, it It's yep. a tough – like, I'm not wishing that for Michigan. It would be their first time in the playoff of a traditional powerhouse like Michigan getting in. No, seriously, I, I, I'm okay with them getting in. Like, it doesn't – You want Michigan to lose. I always want Michigan and, to lose. That's and you want Alabama to get stomped so you guys have a better chance. You oh, want absolutely. Freeman to get a playoff win. Well, I mean, absolutely. Honestly, if there Oklahoma State and Michigan lose, and Notre Dame's in. Yeah. That's all we need, man. I, I, I would rather Alabama lose. I'm tired of them. Or all of but, them. But if they, they really lose, they still might be in. If the other two teams lose, even if Michigan well, loses a close game, they're going to drop out. Yeah. So I would almost rather Alabama lose by like two scores. Oklahoma State win and Notre Dame can also slide in there. Mm-hmm. And then you got Georgia, Michigan, Cincinnati, Notre Dame. And then Georgia dominates. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see how they play against Alabama. If the toughest team they've played this year is like fucking right, Kentucky. I will say right now, though, if that ends up being the four, people will be like, this is the weakest four we've ever had, like prior to the games even happening. Yeah. And Unless the games time. are, yeah. We, if, unless the games are competitive in some way, that'd be awesome. But they usually are. Whenever, whenever it was like blowouts are going to happen, that's when the, the, they're competitive. Yeah. I mean, if Exciting you remember stuff. when the first time Alabama played Clemson in the title game, I forget what year that was, mm-hmm. everybody was like, this is going to be a blowout. And that was one of the best college playoff mm-hmm. games we've had. I mean, Nick Saban yeah. even pulled out a fucking onside kick after a touchdown at one point to to help his team out. So like that was that was a great game. Oh, Utah just took a scored another touchdown. They're up 20 to nothing. Yeah, I mean, Utah's the one who stopped Oregon's playoff chances to begin with, so Oregon just can't touch this fucking team. I don't get it. <laughs> I got it. I don't right get now. it. I mean, Utah's a good team, don't get me wrong, but like Oregon just cannot fucking touch this team. Got their number. Yeah, bad schemes. Yep. yep. Um, but yeah, no, I mean that's the big thing. Let's look at the rankings real quick from this past week. The rankings. Um, the rankings. rankings. <laughs> I've been around Coach Kelly too much. <laughs> and you keep saying huge. You know, huge has an H in the front of it, right? <laughs> no, it's a Y. What the hell are you talking about? Huge. It's huge. It's huge. It's huge. Uh, <laughs> All right, so first, as has been for the past few weeks, is the University of Georgia. and uh, Second is Michigan, jumping up three spots after beating Ohio State. Third is Alabama, 
still makes no sense to me after near after they should have lost to Auburn. If Auburn just stays in bounds, the running back just falls down. I know, just just falls down. Don't go out of bounds. Just fall down. That's it. And, and you guys they win. They'll yep. win it. Just oh. in Oh man, Utah just messed up their uh, extra point. I saw that, yeah. That it was could really be critical in the play. second half. It was a bad snap. Um, in fourth is Cincinnati. Um, they're hanging tough. Oklahoma State jumped two spots, jumping Notre Dame into the number five spot. Notre Dame is sixth. And I believe part of that has to do with them not having a coach when they were doing the rankings. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> because the commissioner even said he was like uh, the – committee chair was like well if Notre Dame doesn't have a coach it's something we're gonna have to consider so (laughs) it would have been funny if LSU because they have Kelly got moved to number six well they're (laughs) like six and six so that'd be absurd um it'd be hilarious is what I'm saying number seven is Ohio State dropping five spots after uh losing to Michigan at eight is Ole Miss at nine is Baylor with a chance to beat Oklahoma State for the big 12 title and then a 10 is Oregon. I mean, I don't even know we went to 10. Only up to number six really have a shot at getting in. Baylor's not going to jump five spots if they beat Oklahoma State. They have two losses. Not happening. So. Yeah, I mean, uh, I guess for Baylor to get a chance, Cincinnati needs to lose. Alabama needs to lose. Michigan needs to lose. And they'll, they'd beat Oklahoma State, obviously. I still think Ohio, Ohio State would get in ahead of them. I don't because they're not playing. That's fair. They're not moving. So, so no, like, will Notre Dame move without having a game? Drop down. What? Notre, Notre Dame would move up if a couple teams lose. Yeah, people have to lose in front of them. So, Baylor. But, but if they don't have a game either, is what I'm asking. If Baylor has a chance. That's what I'm saying. Baylor has a chance to move up because they're playing a game. Okay. Ohio right, State okay. doesn't have that chance. Notre Dame is just in a good spot because pe- people are going to lose. So, yeah. It'll be exciting. Or it'll be like the most mundane fucking Saturday of college football ever. We're just like everybody that's supposed to win wins. Well, or, that never happens, but Alabama wins. And yeah. Then, you know, great. We got two. Cincinnati wins. Okay. <laughs> Michigan wins. It, like, fuck. All right. Fuck. Awesome. Great. So it's going to be Georgia <laughs> and Alabama in the national title game. Cool. So there is talk, and there's a lot of people have been, been talking about this, is the possibility of Oklahoma State jumping Cincinnati if they beat Baylor. Yeah, I could see the committee doing it. So could Especially I. if they which beat them be, handily. Which would be fucked up. That would, would suck. It would. That's why um, Cincinnati needs to go out there and just play like they did earlier in the year and just beat the pants off of uh, Houston. Yeah. But you I feel bad for Finkel. Oh. For Finkel? <laughs> yeah, Utah, Utah just got a – Interception. Yep. They're gonna get. They're gonna three points maybe. <laughs> oh, three points. Cool. Not a touchdown. Well, now. it's only eight seconds left. <laughs> they they can take a shot to the end zone. Yeah, they could, or just kick the field goal. I don't know where Come they're on, at. Cleveland Browns. Let's not just kick <laughs> field goals all day. That's what we do. <laughs> Good old. So Brown. here's my prediction for the final four. Okay. I'm going to go Georgia, one. I'm going to go Cincinnati at two. All right. Oh, there's some big losses happening. Okay. Man, I know who's going to be it. 
Oklahoma State at three. Notre Dame. Oh, at four. Okay. Notre Dame at four. So you're predicting um, a Michigan loss, an Alabama decent loss. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Let's see that. All right. All right. I'm going to so, go with what the college football playoff committee would love. Georgia, Michigan, Bama. Ohio State. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can Oklahoma and, then, and Ohio State both somehow get into this? <laughs> probably Oklahoma State, to be honest. Yeah. Hmm. Crazy. Because I, I think if Cincinnati even struggles, I think they're going to yank them. That sucks. I kind of want them to make Especially it. Especially if, if Alabama plays a tight game with Georgia. Win or lose. But still loses? Yeah. There'd it's be a lot of pissed off fans. But that's why I think they would have Oklahoma State jumping them and be like, wait, it wasn't Alabama's two-loss team that kept Cincinnati out. It was Oklahoma State. Hmm. Yeah, but we'll like Alabama's probably gonna fucking beat Georgia. That's just Yeah. I think so. Although too. I, I I figured Ohio State would win and they didn't. So maybe maybe there's somewhat of a changing of a guard going on. Did they uh Ohio if Georgia did, loses, the whole country's gonna be pissed off. <laughs> did Georgia and Alabama play yeah. already this season? No. 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 But they're the same conference. They don't have to play every year. No. They're two different SEC's divisions. Big, yeah, SEC's big enough. They don't have to play it. The only conference that play, all the teams play each other is Big 12. Oh, okay. What is there, 14 teams in the SEC right now? And you play yeah. nine conference games? I think they only play eight, don't they? Mm. They, they might have bumped it to nine this year or last year for COVID, but they like playing eight. That's why there's always yeah. those weird cupcake games in the middle of yeah. the conference. Charleston season. Southern and shit like that. <laughs> Bama loves to play the Citadel. Fucking loves it. <laughs> I mean, pads of stats, right? I mean, I get why they do it. You know, why take a risk? Because you're going to get in being an SEC anyway. Notre Dame played 12 SB- FBS teams this year. 12. 12 Division One football programs. Thanks. Nobody else did. <laughs> well, they lost their head coach, though, so. <laughs> so did Oklahoma. <laughs> I know. That's why they're not in. Um yeah, so last year I think they did nine. This year they're back to eight. Oh, mm. Ridiculous. Mm-hmm. All right. Do we Johnny brought it up before? Do we want to talk a little bit about baseball? Yeah, why don't you t- walk us through your week of baseball now? RS is in the jackpot now. It's all about me this week, huh? Uh, I mean, so no, dude, I, you're, well, the big you thing had some big wins and some big losses this week. The big thing with baseball right now is they're in a lockout. Uh, the collective bargaining agreement expired uh, Wednesday night at midnight. Mm-hmm. Um, what does this mean for people that aren't familiar with it, like me? <laughs> so for the first time in 27 years, Major League Baseball and the Players Union do not have a deal in place. Okay. The last time that they didn't have, have it, there was a strike at the end of the season. There was no World Series played in 1994. Okay. I remember um, that. But this is the first time since then where Major League Baseball and the Players Union have not been able to come to an agreement. Um, a lot of it stems from revenue sharing and contracts and things of that nature. Uh, owners have been, over the past few years, kind of waiting out big-time players. 
so that they don't have to pay them $300 million over however many years. Um, players don't like that, obviously, because, well, they're not getting what they feel they deserve and this and the other. And then it also reduces contracts for guys who are not the superstars of the game. So it kind of dwindles everybody's stuff. I think there's some talk about doing more for minor leaguers as well, things of that nature, uh, going to a universal DH. Uh, no more, no more pitchers hitting. No more pitchers hitting. Right, right. Well, well yeah, unless, unless you're Otani. Yeah. So the teams um, would probably be able to choose their pitcher is batting. What? What, Johnny? What the hell were you just saying? Well, you said could they have their who? could they have their pitcher hit? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's I don't know. I don't know if it's gonna be like a. <laughs> No one's allowed to, or if it's like you can choose. Oh, you can choose. It's a designated okay. hitter, whoever the hell you want. Whoever the hell you want. Gosh. What's I'll up? Tell you who I don't want sitting in my dugout talking to the players, John Graham. He Why would you? I am not ex- <laughs> I wouldn't have zero experience doing it. So leading Just up to this lockout, though, <laughs> there was a lot of action in, in free agency because Player, some players obviously worried about, you know, solidifying a deal before the lockout and everything else. So the right. Texas Rangers went crazy. They've signed three guys, including Corey Seager of the uh, previously of the Dodgers, to a ten-year, three hundred twenty-five million dollar contract. Uh, they also, great. yeah, they also signed Trevor Simeon, who was with the with the uh, Blue Jays, and they got Kevin Gosman, right, uh, from also from. Is Trevor the, Simeon? Does he have the same name as the quarterback? That's what I was not just Trevor, not Trevor Simeon. What the <laughs> hell is the guy? Previously with so the sorry. Houston Texans, <laughs> uh, just started with the Saints, I believe this year. A couple games, yeah, yeah. Played with the Denver Broncos yeah. for a while. <laughs> now he's with the Rangers. Great pitcher. Great. That pitcher. dude gets around. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Marcus Simeon. I'm sorry. There we go. Cousin to Trevor. Yeah. Trevor's yeah. uh, uh that's my fault. Twice Sorry about that. Yeah, Marcus Simeon, and I think they, <laughs> they signed Kevin Gosman as well. Um yeah. what are the odds <laughs> that they have fucking names that are that similar? Jesus Christ. They're not that similar. It's the same last the same name. last name. Trevor yeah. and Marcus, very different names. <laughs> I'm just saying the same last name. There's a lot of Smiths out what there. Are, I'm what sure are the odds? Sitting. Yeah, speaking of Smiths, uh, O'Connor's like the Irish Smith. That's true. <laughs> Tons of what them. What are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> that's not true. I'm the only Sean Patrick O'Connor in the world. Just that's, look it up on Google. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Whatever. Jason Smith is what you should mean. American version is Jason Smith. Oh, I thought he said Nathan Smith. I was like, that's kind of funny because I had a customer hit me up today, and that was his name. Uh <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, so a lot of contracts were, de- were, uh, were, uh, whatever. Uh, so when Steven Matz didn't sign with the Mets, Steve Cohen was pissed off and he proved how pissed off he was by signing Max Scherzer to a three year, $130 million contract. Uh, so the Mets have the most lethal one, two combination. I think I've seen in a very long time between mm-hmm. Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer, if they both can stay healthy. Potential. Potential. If they both could stay healthy, I'm, I'm caveating. Okay. Uh, they also signed Sterling Marte to play center field, Mark Canna to replace Michael Conforto, Conforto and Eduardo Escobar to uh, play third base. So, Nice. 
they've done a lot. They still need to get another couple, probably uh, another starting pitcher and two bullpen arms, but definitely excited uh, about where the Mets. need a coach? That's coming. <laughs> still need that. You keep Listen, that. Listen, you can make the – you might be able to make the playoff without one. We don't – we'll never know. That's uh, true. That's true. <laughs> Get a Simeon up there in New York. It'll yeah, it'll be fine. <laughs> I wonder if there's a one Tom Simeon who's available. Simeons of <laughs> oh, they're showing they show the Brian Kelly speech. Hey, it's a joke. I'm I'm so happy to be here in Louisiana. Me and my family. You're from Boston, you dickhead. What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Someone point me to the nearest donkeys. <laughs> Hey, hey, do we have fucking donkeys down here, Chief? What the fuck's happening? Dunks. <laughs> Dunks, yeah. yeah. Oh, man. Pretty great. They're you laughing about guy. it. No, Brian we don't. Kelly was the worst, man. Look at There's him singing a song or something. I don't know what he's doing there. No, that's him talking in his southern accent. They're making singing fun of it. He's got a microphone like he's singing. I wish I was in Dixie. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Oh man. Uh I mean his the the incentives he got with his contract though are insane down there. Like he's going to yeah. have a private jet. He's going to, you know, almost 100 million dollars. Uh, that's becoming more, like a lot of the high paid coaches. They get they get the the like college jet. Well, I, I read, I was reading an article that uh, some of these contracts that college coaches are getting right now could draw a lot of NFL coaches to the college ranks. Well, they kind of used to. Yeah. You know, That's I believe, um, who was, who was the coach when Rudy was there, Sean? Dan Devine. Came from the Packers, right? Yep, Eric Parsegian left uh, yeah. right before Rudy's senior season. The administrative administration pushed him out, um, even though he was winning titles still. Uh, right. And then Dan Devine took over from yeah. the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. So it used to happen. I don't know. I think the, the schemes are so different. I think most NFL coaches aren't really yeah. – they don't want to go on the road and recruit Cliff's players. the big one right now. He could just because he's – prior college right but you know bill belichick is a lot he's like fuck you why would no (laughs) i'm not dealing with children not doing it i could see the bears coach coaching college naggy naggy yeah Yeah. he's a rah-rah dude that's probably what he should be doing anyway yeah rex ryan should have done college kids would love him (laughs) college kids do like snacks they do like they like snacks they would have loved going to the strip clubs with him that's uh, true. Drinking with him, it would have been perfect. Yeah. yeah, that's probably why he shouldn't, because he's just yeah, like, it would have been a bad scandal. It'd be a just, giant yeah, scandal. Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, now some other big contracts happened. Javi Baez signed with the uh, the Detroit Tigers for 140 million. Um, who else was there? Some other ones. Seattle signed a few people. The AL West kind of went a little, especially with Seattle and. Uh, Texas, they kind of were like, "Hey, we're going all in." So it's exciting. Do you, do you think that the uh, the lockout is ended this season? Is this oh, going to end after uh, the latest? Will be early January that this thing will carry on to. Okay. The owners and the players don't want it to to push into the season. No, I mean ninety four like fucking killed everything for them. They're I feel like they're still trying to catch up to the ninety four yep. lockout. Absolutely. And then followed that with the steroid scandal, which kind of helped it come back. 
That's what they did bit. to help it come back. Oh, we'll just stop paying attention to this. We're going to juice the ball too. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, yeah. So it did Cheeks. help. And then steroids, everyone found out. It was like, oh, you guys are fucking cheating. Great. Yeah. I feel Sweet. dirty. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a, uh, it's interesting. I'm not, I'm not as worried about it right now. If, if we do get to like my, uh, Riley's birthday, my son, we get to his birthday january 15th and there's still like some contention then i'll be like oh shit spring training is in like two weeks like, yeah <laughs> pictures and catches report in three weeks this isn't good so <laughs> chaos for, well, i'll love it training just let's just change it to winter training because it's still fucking winter <laughs> well here's the crazy thing too about that is like there's gonna be a second wave of free agency after the lockout's over so that's yeah. going to be fascinating to see what teams do, where they go, where they spend their money. Which might uh, be you saw Carlos Correa it, it out there. Been, it could have been really smart for teams to sign early, or it might end up biting them in the ass because the way the, the the changes that might come from how incentives are put, you know, because they're going to change certain things. So right, right. Yeah. I mean, if if you look at it, like Carlos Correa hasn't signed yet, Trevor Story hasn't signed yet, Chris Bryant hasn't signed yet. Uh, most of the pitchers have uh, – what's his name? Uh, Marcus Stroman signed with the Cubs for three years and $71 million. Um, So not a lot of starting pitchers out there, but there's, there's some bats that are still very much uh, there's gonna, I think there'll be a lot – I think there's going to be a lot more trades. There's going to see a lot of trades happening. Hmm. The Mets have time to hire a manager now. Hmm. Buck Showalter's on the list. There I you want go. Buck. Buck's a good call. Oh, if, if the Mets get Buck Showalter after the Irish got Marcus Freeman – Fucking forget about it. <laughs> Stupid. You give me like uh, six months and then I'm pissed off again. Yeah, you'll <laughs> exactly. be angry. Give it time. Give give me till June seventh. All right, give me till June seventh yeah. and. Uh, yeah, pre baseball season. Sean is so full of hope and optimism. Uh, we're winning the World Series every year. It's a every yeah, year we're winning it, guys. I think every I think time. This is the year. <laughs> and then halfway through, you're like, "Here's why they're not going to win." Okay, <laughs> they would have won, but here's why they're not. All right, At least I'm, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go help with my daughter, and then when we come back, we can hop into NFL. Sounds good, brother. Cool. So I've been messing with the uh, NFL playoff machine. ESPN has that back up, where you could pick the games week by week and see uh-huh. who makes the playoffs based off your picks. Yeah. The Jets are still alive, my friends. The Jets are still alive. They're Zach not. Wilson, man, looking pretty. Uh, They're Zach not alive. Wilson-esque. They're not winning anything. <laughs> <laughs> so last week there were some football games. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There were. There sure the Chicago were. Bears played on Thanksgiving. They did. Yeah. They did. In the game of the week, really. In, in the game of the week. <laughs> For it was naps. competitive. It was competitive. <laughs> Let's keep it. Uh, the best part of that game was Dan Campbell calling back-to-back timeouts and getting a penalty. <laughs> it cost him the game. What? Yeah, that was ridiculous. Yeah. Gotta, what do you see in that? You're like timeout, timeout. We just well, had I, one, but timeout. I, I guess he said um, the def- there the defense for whatever reason the players had two different plays. So half the players were lining up for one play and half were lining up for the other, and they couldn't figure it out. So, 
That's good coaching right said, there. He said either I call the timeout and get the penalty or give a touchdown right there. Well, Man, one is done. In retrospect, if he gives up the touchdown right there, they have time. Yeah. Right, it's, it doesn't go all the way down to the end of the game, but yeah, yeah, good Bears win. You th- is Dalton starting again this week? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fields was back in practice, but I don't think he's been cleared fully yet. So okay. okay. Um, in all reality, the best game on Thanksgiving was the Cowboys Raiders. That was a great game. I won't say great, but it was, it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun to watch. Well, th- what wasn't fun to watch was the twenty-eight combined penalties because Sean Hockley decided that. Everybody wanted to hear from him on Thanksgiving Day. Yeah, that one, that one corner, just four, just of the most crucial PIs. Yeah, and the one in overtime, yeah. like as soon as it happened, I was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> That's a good corner too, and you know, I, I it some of it might have been a little nitpicky, but all he has to do is turn around. He had like three where he just didn't turn around. Just turn your head. <laughs> they call it every time now, so yeah. One thing I've noticed that NFL refs are doing a lot is calling neutral zone infractions but like they wait um, until the place but the guy might like his hand might be a little over the line and they're just like calling it immediately it's really just well so if the if it's supposed to cause the offense to move like if it causes the offense to move they're supposed to blow it dead well they'll they'll say lined up in neutral zone and the and even the the commentators are like you know the refs used to kind of be like hey back it up a little bit you're lined up in the neutral yeah. And now they're just calling it after the play gets called. And it's kind of like it's really affecting a lot of like, stupid affecting to certain games that you don't need. I mean, at the same time, though, like I know the refs used to do that, but you're you've been playing football your entire life. Sure. You know but some of them, you, it's like Back the fuck up. That, it's <laughs> some of it's questionable. Like you're like, I, I mean, it looks like almost every uh, tackle jumps you're right yeah it looks like almost all of them do because they take they they all kind of do to be honest that's fair i I agree with that yeah penalties have been annoying i I think every jets game i watch i say that about eight times about it it, it, it's for real whoa slow down that was oh they didn't call it all right like it has to be like egregious you know yeah, that's a fair point. I, I agree with you on that one. That's fair. But they're not. They won't call holding though, like on an offensive lineman, unless it's really, really blatant. And or if the guy goes like this with his arms, it doesn't matter yeah. if it's holding. Lions or not. had a bunch of holding calls against them that cost them the game too. Yeah, but the Bears were eating them alive. So I think swallow some flags, officials. Just, just yeah, me it's getting them. ridiculous. Like there's some I'm okay that are with the close. holding calls or whatever because yeah. you know the, the offense has such an advantage now. It's just ridiculous. So yeah. So you know how like defensive holding is five yards, but then it's an automatic first down. Mm-hmm. I think that for offensive holding, loss of down. It should be a loss of downs. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Because be if idea. you, I think all offensive penalties that should be loss of down. Because almost like, yeah. Apart from neutral zone and offsides. Almost all fucking defensive ones are automatic first downs. Yep. Yeah. I'd love to see them change the pass interference penalty to a 15 yard penalty to instead of spot of. Yeah. Because that shit's uh, ridiculous. Spot of doesn't bother me. It's it's Ben Roethlisberger's go to. Like, uh, we're not, it's third and 40. Let me bomb it down the field and it's going to be a pass interference. I mean, so Aaron Rodgers is the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, that one, if you're playing. 
my opinion, and I don't obviously coach the NFL, right? Uh, if you're playing defensive back, yes, you should be, you know, keeping an eye on the receiver running down the field with him, but you should also be looking to make a play on the ball to try and intercept it for your team, like, or at least bat it away. So, like, I think a I lot think of times not, it's because they're not, they're not looking. Around. They're not turning around those. It's stupid. It's not pass interference. Well, I mean, if it, it is, if the ball's underthrown and the receiver can't get back, that's mean, it's a right bad to the throw. Ball. Like they're they're being generous to quarterbacks not throwing a good ball. Uh-huh. And, you know, half the time it's hitting these D backs in the helmet. So obviously, <laughs> yeah, if yeah. The the ground, they they would have got interception. It should this shouldn't be a pass interference because of that. If they actually interfere with the person, yeah, but if it's just because they don't turn around, I always. Well, I think that's what it is a lot of times because the guy's making contact as that's happening. Like if the ball hits his hits his helmet before he touches the guy, but you can also make contact (laughs) as the as the ball is getting there. So that's true. Yeah. Well, there's been a lot of wide receiver push off, and then the ball slides over, and then they get called for pass interference on defense. You're like, what? (laughs) Yeah. You see that all the time with the arm extended, and like that's supposed to be offensive pass interference. Yeah. I started no. watching football in the '90s; that was always pass interference. Yeah. Why is that no longer offensive pass interference? It's defensive now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Even like the little short like thing like that, like that. If you see that, you're supposed to throw a flag. Like that's a fucking yeah. penalty. Like stop it. But nope, yeah. not anymore. No. Higher scores, more fans are interested. Fantasy football, let's do it. It's annoying. Uh, Buffalo stumped the shit out of New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Marcus's cousin Trevor had a rough day. Or was it Taysom yeah. Hill that played? Taysom Hill. Uh, Taysom played. And it was not good. So he, he can't make a throw, but they have they have an he excuse. Could run it. He, he hurt his finger. He hurt his throwing finger, and he, had, he was throwing with a splint. But this was after he had already not thrown the ball well. But that's I think he threw three more picks after that. Yeah, he's had four picks in the game. They still were kind of in the game. He could run the ball. Dallas has Dallas has some problems right now. They have to figure out. They absolutely had to have that win. They, oh, I was talking about the, the game against Buffalo on Thanksgiving. Oh, yeah. Fuck. I wouldn't even. Yeah, they, <laughs> that game already happened, too. New Orleans had back to back. As soon as you uh, said that, I was like, oh, sh- oh yeah. Buffalo, uh, <laughs> it might have been Simeon. I don't remember, actually. I think I it was Simeon. That. Buffalo game, I think, was Simeon. Yeah. yeah, they had they had Taysom on the sideline, like hanging out mm-hmm. uh, as like a healthy, you know, sideline uh, sit backup. or whatever. Yeah, backup. But it was because he's healthy sideline sit. <laughs> I don't fucking know what it was. He was on the sideline. They, the they cut to him at one point, and he was waiting to go in. He had his helmet on, and they were like. Yeah, hey, sideline set. Yeah, that's. I, I think that's what they said. <laughs> that's what that's what Taysom told his mom that night. That yeah, mom, I'm not playing. Tired. I'm healthy. Sideline set. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Oh god. Uh, so other games that were of interest last week: the Bengals hammered the Steelers. Mm-hmm. That was the awesome. That was awesome. Bucks came back and beat the Colts. Yep, not as awesome. Uh Miami stumped the shit out of Carolina. I, I was yeah. not expecting that. Yep, that's why you guys didn't pick it. Yep. Nope. Nope. Shut up, you. <laughs> I believe that's the game that ultimately got me the week. It I is. think so. I think so. Um, Atlanta beat Jacksonville. The Giants upset Philly. That was not yeah. 
Um, let's that see, the Philly. Jets got a victory. Yeah. They That's did. right. Play, <laughs> playoff bound. Playoff bound. Actually, right now, the Jets have the third and fourth pick in the draft, and I'm so excited about that, thanks to Seattle being awful. Mm-hmm. They got back-to-back right now? Yeah. That's cool. It's like the Jets have two, the Giants have two, the Eagles Yeah, have I think two. the Giants have like seven or seven and eight right now or something. Jesus so. Christ. Okay. It's the Jersey Turnpike draft. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, uh, the Broncos, that was a surprise. Yep. Beating the Chargers. Yeah, all of a sudden, handedly. they played really well the past couple couple weeks. So yeah. we talked all that shit, and now they're like, shit. Like, they were awful. To go fuck they were awful, and then yeah, they got Von Miller, and they played played a lot better, which I would have never expected. But and, and now Chubb, their the other edge is coming back. So mm-hmm. that'll be good. Uh, Green Bay looked really good against the Rams. Okay. They looked okay. They looked like Green Bay and Lamb. Yeah. The Rams don't look good. That's they don't look good at all. Yeah. Because of Beckham, and he's out this week. They've so. lost three straight games, so I don't. I'm They'll not... win. They'll win this week because Beckham's out. I think it's because <laughs> who they're playing is why. Who are they playing? Jacksonville. <laughs> are they playing Jacksonville? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. That's funny. Uh, let's see what else. Um, Kirk Cousins lined up behind a guard against San Francisco. That was um, awesome. I told I have... you guys. I told you guys that. I've, I've got like six teams I'm not win. picking anymore. They'll, they'll beat teams they should a lot of times, but they'll win a game inexplicably and play really well. And you're just like, oh. And people are like, Minnesota has it figured out. They got it now. They finally got it figured out. They will drop the next game. And yep. Like no matter who they're playing. Yep. When well, I was I watching the, the game. The Niners. Minnesota, I didn't. I'm a, you know, <laughs> I, I have my feelings. Ever since I talked shit about Shanahan, they've been winning. I don't understand what's going on. It's just um, whenever you don't pick them, they win. Is what it is. Yeah. Yeah. If you so I was them, watching they, the game you pick them when that play cool. happened. Yeah. And I was watching. I was like, Cousins is under the guard. Like, what is? <laughs> and I'm like, this I didn't gu-. see it. And if you're the guard, you're not used to having anyone's hands up your ass. Yeah. So like the guard was just like still like in his three point stance, just like he didn't, didn't like wave him all. Figure it out. Figure it out. He was yeah, just he like move at all. Just just like, this is, is happening. This, this is, is happening. nice. <laughs> this is comfortable. We don't spend enough time. I didn't time know. I didn't know. Soft hands, Kirk. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, the Browns. Great defensive Browns. game. They had a good defensive game. <laughs> Four picks could not win the game. So here's my thing, and I'm not I'm not trying to bash the Browns on you. I'm not yes, trying to do that. Just do no, it. A little bit. Go ahead. Just start Keenum. I don't know what you want me to say. I said the same <laughs> thing like two weeks ago. <laughs> or I agree. As, as I've the, said, call more running plays. Give the yeah, ball to Chubb at the hunt and uh yeah, let Baker get some surgery and, and call this season a healthy scratch and then healthy sideline sit yeah <laughs> that's what we need is a healthy sideline sit he's not healthy though so you can't he, he can't it's, take one of those spots because he's not healthy it's no, an unhealthy no. sideline sit you he's either good. play him or i don't think i don't i i like baker but i don't think he's back next year I, I, something's I, gonna happen 
you know, unless unless they can make a trade for like Aaron Rodgers or Russell Wilson or something, which they have a good roster, so it might be of interest. I don't know that the market is for either of those players. I think Aaron Rodgers wants to go west, and I, Russell Wilson wants a big market. I think um, not Cleveland. Uh, so, but if they maybe Deshaun Watson, I don't know, but I just don't know where else they go. I mean, maybe they're stuck with them, but and I, I kind of, I mean, and there's nothing been, in the draft coming. This fan base right now, it's insane how split it is. Like half the people love Baker, half think he's the worst player in the Browns history, <laughs> and it's like, and then there's people like calling for Stefanski to get fired because of his play calling. I was like, he won coach of the year last year. Like, calm down. Like, Jesus Christ. It's, everyone's been injured this year. It's annoying. It's more annoying than anything. I'm glad I got the Bengals to root for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I hope, you know, if they are going to move on, you know, I hope they have a plan and not just, well, he's not our guy. Yeah. Yeah gonna suck maybe they'll get lucky and get colt mccoy to come back mm-hmm. and then uh he's a winner he is andy dalton play, andy dalton played well in the state of ohio for a long time he did god i'd be mitch Man, trubisky I'd... will be available hey bring mitch in. they wanted him before yeah. miles that one year garoppolo <sighs> oh he's gonna be oh He'll god be probably i'm gonna lose my mind sam darnold Nope. Mm-hmm. Pass. <laughs> Jameis Winston, probably. A lot of good quarterbacks out there, John. We should revisit. Yeah, we should revisit whenever we went over quarterbacks you thought Baker was better than. And let's see how you <laughs> feel now. <laughs> I like Baker. I think he's a winner. I just think he's been injured all season. Okay. Was mm-hmm. he? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I just you know he's every other year he's he's decent one year and then the next year he's not. So next year is going to be our year, is what I'm hearing. But they're not going to sign him, is what you're. They're saying. not going to have Baker. We're going to have <laughs> somehow we're going to have fucking Taysom Hill up there. Probably Marcus Simeon. I take Marcus at this point. <laughs> Maybe Philly moves on from Jalen Hurts. Maybe the Giants move on from Daniel Jones. God, I don't. All these choices are terrible. I don't know. Are they? I don't know. What about Jacoby Brissett? Mm-hmm. Pass. Punt, putt, pass. No, I mean, if Baker's not their guy, then they need to do everything they can to land Rodgers, Wilson, or, uh, you know, penitentiary pending Deshaun Watson. If they. If they... <laughs> If they bring Watson up and and this guy has all these sexual assault allegations, like why wouldn't they, Johnny? They've signed all those other terrible people. What one person? A couple people. They drafted a couple of terrible people too. We went over this when they had their old GM. Well, yeah, it was that was the old GM. <laughs> so I'm know. just switching. I'm going also, to the. If that know, happens, I mean, Marcus Garrett literally hit somebody in the head with his helmet during a game. But you're right. Miles, <laughs> not Marcus. Whatever. <laughs> That's Marcus, Marcus Simeon. Simeon. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was awesome. <laughs> he did too. Marcus Miles is somebody cousin. too. Marcus and Miles hit somebody. That's how crazy yeah. that family is. The crazy family. Was it there? Wasn't was there Marcus Garrett? There wasn't Marcus Garrett. You gotta look that up. I have no idea. I don't know. 
You tell us. Oh, yeah. He played for Kansas. That's why. <laughs> Last year. All right. So. That makes sense. Last though. year. That I, I've watched a lot more Marcus Garrett than Miles Garrett. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, last game from last week, Seattle lost again, this time to the Washington football team. Seattle we looks like something's it. wrong with them. Yeah, we did. Also, Washington's playing a lot better. They're, they they got a winning streak going. Yep. Uh, before we get to this week's games, I'm going to do a quick uh, look at the current standings. Uh, in the AFC, the Pats. I thought you are... meant our standings. Yeah, that's what I thought you were doing. <laughs> we'll get to those two. Sorry. The Pats are a half game up on the Buffalo Bills for the AFC East. That... Yeah. The Ravens are a game up on the Bengals in the North. Bungles. The Let's Titans bangles. are still two games up on the Colts. Yeah, Colts have just a, they've had a crazy hard schedule. Yeah. And they've blown a couple games that they probably should have won. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Should have beat um, the Bucks and the and the Ravens, yeah, and the Titans, Titans, yeah. Um, the Chiefs are a game up on everyone in their division. They're seven and four. Everybody else is six and five. They're gonna go to the Super Bowl this year. They look like they figured it out a little bit. They yeah. do. I agree with that. Ravens got better too since they benched uh, Sorensen. Yep. The Cowboys are two and a half games up on the football team. Luckily, they're yep. just in the worst division in football because they really are. Did not look good. Uh, the Packers are three and a half games up on the Vikings. Without the Packers, that actually would be the worst division in football. But agreed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the Bucks are three games up on the Falcons, and the Cardinals are two games up on the Rams. So, right on. What's ours? Ours is. Eric has a record, uh, and I've even added winning percentage. So we'll, we'll oh. get to that as well. Uh, Eric is 114, 65, and one for a winning percentage of 633. Not bad. Johnny's 110, 69, and one. Four yeah. games back with a winning percentage of 611. Okay. And I am at 103, 76, and one. 11 games back, seven back Broke at Johnny. Up. Broke a hundred. I, I did uh, <laughs> before the late games, oh. uh, <laughs> uh, with a winning percentage of five seventy two. Sorry, so you're so winning back now. Yeah, Damn. because this past week you went ten and five. Me and Johnny went nine and six. That's pretty fucking good, though. Like, really? I mean, I'll take it. I'll take nine and six. But it'd be nice to not keep falling back even though i'm going nine and six <laughs> just pick everything eric picks this week he can't because he picks first sometimes oh that's right exactly. or just go opposite on everything you're gonna have so, to do that one of these weeks. then he would have went five and ten last week <laughs> that's true yeah. that's true i'd be even further behind <laughs> one of these weeks you're gonna have to make the choice yeah, soon he is gonna have to if it keeps going this way you never know we can write it out. Well, I mean, I just want to be above 500. If I'm above 500, that's a win at this point. All right. All right. Um, but we all picked Dallas last night. They got the win over New Orleans. Yeah. Or as Brian Kelly would say, New Orleans. Um, <laughs> they were so happy to be in Louisiana with their families. Um, have you guys seen that video? 
I have not. No, I haven't you seen You have it. to watch it, please. I will send it to you guys. You have to watch it. All right, you send it after this, and I'll watch it. All right, it is it is unreal. It is so bad. It is so I bad. I can't wait. Well, see, I mean, he must have been doing it on as a joke. No. No. He was pandering. Right. Well, all right, send it. Um, all right, so Dallas got the win. humor, from what I can tell. <laughs> Absolutely not. Yeah. Remember, he wanted to execute all of his players after the Florida State game. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> I defended him so hard. Oh, you God. did. I made fun of him hardcore. Uh-oh. Safety. They recovered it. No, oh. he, he was outside of it. Mm. He was. Oh. Half yard line. Damn. So, okay. 1 o'clock on Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Atlanta Falcons. Who's up? Johnny, you're first. Uh, I'll go Tampa Bay because I think that they uh, – are a better team than Atlanta right now, and Atlanta's only got old pits that they could throw to right old now. So. Pits. <laughs> old man Who wants pits. to mess with them and their old pits? <laughs> <laughs> old pits is like 21 years old, by the way. <laughs> yeah. I'll go Tampa as well. Because, I will uh, also go Tampa. They're just I'll a go. better team. Yeah, I don't yes. know if you really need explanation. No, True. not at all. I'm, I'm going to go with Tampa Bay for a simple reason, Tom Brady. Yep. Tom Terrific. Yep. Go. No, there's only one Tom Terrific. Tom it's Siever. Mr. Brady. Tom Seaver. Mr. Brady. Seaman? Tom Seaman. <laughs> Tom Simeon? <laughs> I hate you both. Uh, <laughs> one o'clock. Eric's up next. Arizona at the Chicago Bears. The Bears. The Bears. Uh, this is the oldest rivalry in the NFL. Except, you know, the Cardinals moved to every goddamn town in the world. Um, <laughs> and I, I will go the, technically, for those who don't know, oldest franchise in the NFL is the Arizona Cardinals. Yep. Is your FYI for today? Stupid. Uh, uh, what's his name? Is a game time decision. Yeah. Even if he's not, we're going Cardinals. Okay. I will also go Cardinals. Yep, as will I. Yeah, I think the, I think Hopkins and Murray are going to be back this game. I mean, they 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 had a bye last week, right? Yeah, yeah. They they should be they should be good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh crap! I'm up. I should have gone with the Cardinals game. Although uh, if they don't want to play Kyler, I w- the Bears do lead the league in sacks, so he's going to against Colt. Not against huh? Colt. Huh? Instead of it doesn't Colt's matter playing. who they play, they lead the league in sacks. So um, you know, they might want to. If they don't want him to get hit a lot, you can save him off for a game and still probably win. True. Colts a winner. Yes. I think, I mean, I think they'll win. All right. One o'clock, the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cincinnati Bengals. And I'm up. Oof. Go ahead. I like what I saw to the Bengals last week. Right? They were playing against the very mediocre Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, but they're starting to click again after having a couple rough weeks. I and they're playing in Cincinnati. Uh, weather will probably be, you know, chillier than Los Angeles. Uh-huh. Um, I'm gonna go with the uh, Bengals. Okay, uh, I'm gonna follow you there and go for my uh, my favorite team, <laughs> the Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> I'm waiting for my Joe Burrow jersey in the mail at this point. From LSU. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
greatest college football program there is right now. <laughs> Who day? Isn't that what the Bengals are? Who day? How do, I don't oh even know God. how they got that. I don't, I don't, I don't even. I have no idea. Uh, yeah, I'll go Bengals too. I I don't know. I feel like the Chargers should win the game, and but they've been so you just can't rely on them. They'll look great, yeah. and then they'll look awful. So yeah, I'll go Bengals too. All right. The Minnesota Vikings, Johnny, at the right. Detroit Lions. The Trois. Is this the week? Guys <laughs> uh, getting cupcakes so far. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna take Minnesota here because I'm not I said before on this show, I'm not picking Detroit again. So until they can prove it. So Minnesota it is for me. Yeah, uh, yeah, Minnesota. That's what I said. I'm not going to pick Detroit. Uh, I, are, does the coach get fired if they don't win a game? I think, yeah. you should fire, I think you should always fire a coach if you don't win a game, unless you're Cleveland because you're stupid. You but. Keep Hugh Jackson an extra two years after a – I just think you should. I don't even care if it's your first year. you, you got to win a game. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They tied a game. They're all right. <laughs> that's, that's As Derek would say, that's their win for the year. So. <laughs> he did say that. He did. Yeah. So I, uh, Kirk Cousins is throwing for 350 yards and three TDs against the shit team, uh, Minnesota Vikings. All right, all right, Eric, the New York Giants at the Miami Dolphins. Huh. Hmm. The surging Dolphins. Very much surging Dolphins. They uh, seem to take like... care of business against the teams. And so Daniel United... Jones is out. Oh, oh, Daniel Jones is out. He's out. He's Miami. I was gonna. I was gonna go Miami anyway because you know those cold weather teams coming down to Miami in December they struggle. Um, but yeah, I was going Miami. I am also going Miami. Yeah, same here. All right, I'm up. The Philadelphia Eagles playing for the second straight week at MetLife Stadium against the New York Jets. Okay. Ooh. Hmm, what are you gonna do, Shawnee? Tough one. I'm going to pick the Eagles. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm willing to lose games if the, if the Jets get a win. Like, I'm okay with yeah. that. That's, yeah. I'll take that. No. Uh, I'll go. I'm going to go with you with the Eagles on this one. I think they'll bounce back, and I think Zach Wilson will play like Zach Wilson. Yeah, I'm going Eagles as well. If Jesus the Jets Christ. lose this game, Derek, I'm hitting you up on Facebook immediately. <laughs> if they win, you should as well. Because, well, that's something. I if the Jets win this game, I'm sorry. I'm it's it's late. Uh, I'm, I'm hitting you up immediately, and uh, he might do the same to you anyway. So yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Called you out, Parson. <laughs> oh man! All right, Johnny, you got another tough game this week. Yeah, he's it's ridiculous. He's like the Alabama of our fucking. Yeah. <laughs> The Colts at the Texans. Oh, man. Texans uh, coming look. off a loss against oh, the Jets. Oh, man. Oh, Brian Kelly's Jets. with us. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so today, uh, no, I'm going to go Colts all the way in this game. Let's go. I, too, will go Colts. Do it, Sean. I mean, Texans just lost to the Jets, right? So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like... It's ridiculous. We're going to go all the same teams. Like, I'm never catching up. That's the best week ever. <laughs> what? Take some chances. 
Yeah, All right, just Eric. To... So this one's interesting. I'll say this one's interesting. Uh, the, okay. the Washington football team at the Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to go Raiders just because that's a lot of traveling. The Washington hasn't been home. So, and well, they were you just know. home this week. Oh, was Seattle that played, Yeah, I think that's, it was. That's, yeah, that's fine. So I'm going to go Raiders. I think they're the better team. I, after the way the Raiders played against the Cowboys, I, uh, I saw this game earlier and I was like, I'm probably going to go Raiders. I'm sticking with the Raiders. Uh, they played well. Uh, I think Dallas is better than Washington and they Raiders will be certainly home, have so. better offensive weapons. So, yeah. So I am um, also going Raiders. I'm going Raiders too. <laughs> <laughs> Thought about it for a moment. I did. I did. But I, yeah. I agree with what you guys said. <laughs> He's so one of those uh, healthy sideline sits for this game. <laughs> That's the name of the episode right there. <laughs> yes, it is. Now that you mentioned it, uh, healthy sideline sits. <laughs> I've got the Jacksonville Jaguars at the Ooh. Los Angeles Rams. Tough one. No Beckham. No Beckham? Future future Notre Dame coach Urban Meyer in two years. And the experiment <laughs> fails. Marcus Freeman's going to be there for 15 years. <laughs> when the experiment um, fails. Oh, no, no. They didn't seem too sure of him. They would have gotten no, right away. No, because, I, I, you know, Urban's first year, so he can – Quit yeah. next year, or whatever, and then sit a year or two out, and Notre Dame job yeah. might pop open, and he'll do it. Have some ladies grinding up Think there. This. If Ohio State loses a couple more times to Michigan's to Michigan, you know they're going to call Marcus Freeman if he's done anything at Notre Dame. True, because he's an alum. Offer him a hundred million. He'll he's walking right before the playoff. Uh... <laughs> you get Urban Meyer, and it's all good. He'll win no. a national title. You'll get Chip Kelly. <laughs> you, get, you get Brian's older, fatter brother, Chip. <laughs> well, they're actually not related. Uh, we'll, yes, they we'll get All Matt Nagy. They definitely are, yeah. It's like every Simeon out there. Or Garrett. <laughs> oh, and Garrett. Have to be. And Garrett. <laughs> Speaking All of right. last names, Graham, do you know the history of the Graham Cracker? No. It's insane. Look up, like, just... Both you guys look up the just graham cracker, just Wikipedia graham cracker. Get the is it like some racist shit you're gonna no, tell me? It's like, like some crazed like guy who started veganism. Was his name Murphy? Only eat bread. <laughs> like, dude, it's not. They were called the people. His followers were called Gramites. It's Ooh. crazy. <laughs> that that's where we got it. Just look it up. It's awesome. Gramites. It's All awesome. Right. The most inconspicuous little cracker has the craziest history. I'll look it up. I love graham crackers. We have a box in the pantry yeah. right now. It's, there's nothing like, like so you're not gonna be like, oh, I can eat it anymore. You, yeah, <laughs> not like that. It's nothing racist right. or anything. It's just a crazy story. Yeah. All right. I'll check the, it out. The Bears are starting Andy Dalton. Yeah, I knew that. Yeah, I said that. Yeah. I'm gonna start calling my followers Grahamites. I think you don't have any. We might have like a couple now. <laughs> you have a follower, or we? Well, have? I mean the show, but they're basically <laughs> Grammites at this point. They're Grammites. 
<laughs> I haven't even checked the, the Twitter page in forever, actually. <laughs> so, we're such a good like show. 19 followers. Uh, <laughs> we're so committed. We're such a good show here. <laughs> All right. What's uh, who so you got? Up? You're picking the Rams, you said? Yep. Okay. Oh, yeah. Rams. Yeah. We didn't pick yeah. <laughs> Rams. I thought we were done already. <laughs> <laughs> we got one, two, three, four more games. All right. Yeah. So, Who's Johnny, Johnny, if you go opposite me on all these games, you can potentially tie me. All right. Let's do it. Johnny, you're up. Uh, the Baltimore right. Ravens at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Well, I know <laughs> Eric, Eric's going to go Ravens here. Yep. So, I, I guess I have to go Ravens. Because... <laughs> <laughs> As Johnny said, I will go Ravens. They can play horribly, apparently, on offense and still win. So, yep, they're the favorite. They, if this they point. can do that, then they got a good shot at making a run this year. Yeah, uh, this is the week where I don't fall back any further because I'm also going with the Ravens. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna, I too will stay. I too. Um, <laughs> dangerously. Uh. Next one, Eric, 49ers at the Seahawks. You know, I don't want to pick the 49ers, but the yes, Seahawks do. are awful. They're just They're awful. Terrible. So They're terrible. They're terrible. Sean's picking Seahawks. I already know. No, Sean's not. He's going to get traded. <laughs> Wait, you're going to pick the Niners? I'm absolutely picking the fucking Niners. I may you pick me? Seattle if you pick the Niners. Yeah, the Seahawks are going to win, though. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm going Niners. <laughs> I am also going Niners. Yeah, me too. <laughs> no, I'm going, I don't want to be the one to right. fall back this Watch, week. Seattle wins this game now, though. Watch it. Oh, Seattle's <laughs> definitely winning. <laughs> I'm cursing out Kyle Shanahan again on the fucking <laughs> podcast. All right. Sunday night football. The Denver Broncos at the Kansas City Chefs. And mm. I'm up, aren't I? Yeah, that's pretty Yes, you are. Maybe. I don't know. Denver's been playing lights out, Sean. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're playing at Kansas City, man, at night. That place is going to be rowdy. Yep, they're going to be lubed up. Uh, oh, very no. much so. They're going to start drinking at like noon, maybe even earlier. Maybe. Uh, I'm going Kansas City. Yep, me too. <laughs> As am I. I. I picked them every single week. So. Yeah. You can't stop now. No, can't stop, can't stop, won't stop. Can't stop. Yeah, yeah I was gonna say, like Tupac, can't <laughs> stop, won't stop. <laughs> yes. Yep. All Monday night, a game that I may see twelve minutes of before going to bed. What's this? The New England Patriots at mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills. This is the toughest game. Oh man. fuck, this is hard. And um, Johnny's up. New England at Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Yep. Shit. Mac Jones yep. on the road in Buffalo for a Monday night game. Have they played already once this season? Nope. This is the first one, too. You know, I, uh, I'm i going to pick New England here. They've been on a hot streak. Mm-hmm. I think that uh, their defense is, like, the best in the league, it seems, right now. And Buffalo has played down to whoever they're playing. So, yep. I'm going to go New England on uh, on this pick. I also – I'm going New England. All right. Make up one. Get within 10, Sean. You can do it. 
I'm going Buffalo. All right. They've had the extra rest. They beat the shit out of the Saints. Um, playing at home, tough place to play. The wind, especially if, if it's a windy night, uh, there'll be something that Mac Jones is not ready for. I mean, I saw Ryan Fitzpatrick play a game there for the Jets where they win, they go to the playoffs. And he had played there previously, and it was his home stadium, and he couldn't complete a fucking pass. So Mac Jones is going to have to figure some stuff out in that situation. Pats have been playing well. I think they beat him the second time they play them, but I do think the Buffalo gets the win this time. All right. Buffalo is playing to stay relevant in this division right now. Yeah. But so. Mac Jones is probably the MVP this year. So <laughs> Definitely the offensive rookie of the year. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll see. And do you Dude, that's the only difference we got. Away. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. The only difference the only difference that anyone has is me. I'm I'm the only solo. I'm going on my, going on my I own. really I really hope New England wins. <laughs> uh, like the past 3 or 4 weeks it's just been one game, I think. He's yeah. now one game. <laughs> And 12 back. <laughs> Your fortunes, I mean, eventually it has to change, I would think. Yeah. Christ. There were some Hopefully. games you took some risks on this week, I think, though. You chose I'm to play 13 and 1 this week. 13 and 1. <laughs> you know Seattle. the Niners are losing. Seattle. We're all getting the Niners. Yeah, yeah we're yeah. all <laughs> We're all getting that wrong. <laughs> Vegas could lose. Sun Tampa somehow. There'll be a win. Yeah. There'll be a win. <laughs> The Bears will win against Arizona. They, you know, and the Chargers will win. Play against them pretty well. And Detroit will get their first win. <laughs> it is in Chicago. You know, they got to go there. It'll be cold and windy. Yeah. Well, we'll see. We'll see. Right on. Johnny, have you watched any of Get Back? The uh, I watched I watched the first one, yeah. Yeah, I did too. It was pretty interesting. It was weird to see Paul McCartney just they're trying to come up with hit songs and then he just sits there fucking around and comes up with like a mm-hmm. number one hit song. Paul McCartney. Yeah. Pretty awesome. So and then uh, George George is a dick, right? George just quit the band. He's like, I'm fucking yeah. out of here. I've had enough George of this. Harrison's dick. <laughs> I, I thought John Lennon would be the dick of the band, but it's George Harrison, actually. I think he's just at this point at the end of the like the Beatles, he's just like, I'm tired of never being listened to. And he's just well, he's done. He has those crazy Harry Krishna guys with him all the time. He does. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, there's like a Harry Krishna guy sitting in the corner humming and like chanting. Yeah, going back and yeah. forth. Yeah, and John just comes. He's hilarious. He comes in funny as hell. Uh, he's high as fuck. He's on heroin at the time. Yeah, yeah. You could tell too. He's like skin and bones. And yeah. those. Paul gets shit for them breaking up, but he's like, it's just because he's trying to write songs and be in a band. <laughs> the one thing that's really making me. Did you watch the whole thing or just the first one or what? We started the second part. Okay. It's really just showing me that Paul really was the one behind everything. He was. I mean, initially it was John early on, but you know, he kind of made yeah. that role. Paul just did it by default because if he, he didn't, just nothing would ever got done. 
seeing him orchestrate like all right and then do this with the drums and then he's like yeah. telling everybody what to do i was like holy shit paul needs now, way I more credit get, like, you know i i get george's frustration but i also get john and paul are like look all you're doing is copying what we're doing why wouldn't we just do what we're doing you just learn yeah. how to write off of us so yeah exactly exactly uh, it's it's it was interesting I, I i start we started watching a new show on apple tv called it's not new i guess but uh it's called the morning show uh i've watched we've watched three or four of those yeah we just i think we just finished the third episode I, we, uh, I, we just like stopped i think aaron would like to watch again i'm just not into it i i was more uh, it johnny was i mean it's very it, hmm? what's that johnny told me about the first episode and i left yeah, there was the part where they hugged, and she was like, "I, I miss you." And he goes, "Me too." And she goes, "I wouldn't say that if I were you, or whatever she said." It's very me too centric. And I mean, uh, the one ep- the one character I even liked was Billy Crudup's character. He's yeah, Billy Crudup's really good in that, and the rest of them he like, is. All right, whatever. He's like a crazy like network exec, and he's just it's pretty good. And then we've been watching Hawkeye, so we just finished the third episode of that. Yeah, which is fun. It's a fun show. You know who's coming back? Who? Kingpin. You mean coming back? You all the from Daredevil? Yeah. Who do you think that's? Who Uncle's gonna be? I'm on board. If that's the case, that's fucking awesome right there. So they're gonna bring Daredevil back, probably. I think so. He's been rumored to come back in the Spider-Man movie. By the way, this Spider-Man movie apparently is gonna be the greatest movie ever made. By what everyone says about it, I don't know. So, you want me to get us tickets? <laughs> when does yeah, it get come us out? Huh? When does it come out? Like oh, December. them online, and people like are they, it's getting sold out super fast. We'll go to the second weekend, I guess. Yeah, so I'll get us some tickets. Are you in, Sean? You want to go? Yeah, I don't trust you getting tickets. You didn't even get tickets to the Foo Fighters, crazy bad. Yeah, but I'll get I'll get these. Favorite band. Johnny, before we go, and this won't make the podcast, but I gotta have you tell Eric the story about you learning about your grandfather. Oh yeah, no, you can leave it in. I don't care. Um, Is he a Nazi? No, dude, it's crazy, Maybe. man. No, so that, no, so my mom, uh, you know, she's adopted. She's no idea who her dad was. Mm-hmm. Never has. Um, she knew who her mom was. Her mom was a woman named Frances Lair in Rockford, Illinois um uh very you know irish scottish english heritage type thing mm-hmm. um never knew who her dad was couldn't figure it out so she did ancestry a while back and um her her sister that she already knew edna showed up on there and you know they were a very high match because they're half sisters um through her mom so suddenly last week so or this earlier this week a new name popped up and this person messaged my mom was like, how are we, you know, connected? And this person was like right underneath her sister, mm-hmm. like in terms of the percentage of DNA match. Yeah, yeah. And so they got on the phone with each other. And um, they just the started way, kind of easiest thing to do in the world too. like this person. Well, they were messaging that. through Ancestry. And then the, they, the, the girl was finally like, you know, I can call you like, I don't mind talking. Uh, this is taking a long time to text it all out. And so they got on the phone and they just started talking it out and trying to hash out how they were related. 
So it turns out this woman has a grandfather named Merv, Mervin, M-E-R-V-I-N, Mervin. Yeah. Uh, that lived down in Missouri. Missouri. And uh, yeah, every, uh, basically in the 1950s, um, a lot of guys in Missouri would get bussed up to Rockford, Illinois to go work in the factories. Yeah. And old Merv would leave his wife behind and head up to Rockford and okay. go out partying, apparently. Yeah. And one night stand, Merv decided to meet up with... <laughs> young francis up in rockford one night and uh my mom was conceived it sounds like yeah and uh the guy sounds like a total dirt bag (laughs) (laughs) it sounds like uh you know he wasn't the nicest guy it sounds like he had he had uh, we know that he had four other sons with his wife uh before they got divorced Mm -hmm. um we know that uh, none of the sons talked to him yeah. because he was an alcoholic and did not like anybody and swore at people. And I was like, Oh my God, my life is flashing before my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's kind of cool because now she's, she's met this girl who would be her niece and she's around, she's like a year older than I am. Um, and it's just like the weirdest thing. Cause it's like an entire section of family that you just did not know existed until this week mm-hmm. um so it's been kind of cool i actually messaged her on facebook and we've been chatting now a little bit just because i'm in- so interested in like you know the family dynamic of of what yeah i don't know like what direction that family went and what direction my family went and things that are different are the same and uh what's crazy gracie's got celiac all four of the brothers and my mom all have celiac and Merv had celiac. So it's like, holy shit, how did they die? How did Merv yeah. die? <laughs> Cause you know, they say that sons take after their mom's dads genetically the most, which I don't get. Cause I saw a picture of me had a full head of hair when he was like 90. So that can't well, really I be true. They, they take out of them genetically the most, but if, if you get like, if you get certain genes like hair gene and stuff from your mom and she mm. got, her dad then then like if you balding and stuff that will pop up but yeah gotcha gotcha okay now mine must come from my uncle i guess fester well it can it can also obviously <laughs> have to start with somebody thanks john there had to be like there had to be somebody who lost their hair for the first time in in all lines so i think i'm the first uh, <laughs> but no he so yeah a lot of it was like sounds like cancer when they were really old and yeah um so it's just it's super interesting and then my mom is just ecstatic and kind of like she's like i thought i was going to go to my grave never knowing yeah it's good to give at least i don't know closure is the right word but you know gets at least to reconcile that and she knows now yeah she knows now it's kind of cool and she's seen pictures and they sent pictures of him and he uh you could see facial features that my mom has that he has. It's so weird. Yeah. Um, and then there's one of her half brothers and her look really similar. Um, so it's it was it's been a it's been a really interesting week on terms of that. Yeah. I think the weirdest part for me is just like the what if factor. Like if if this guy Merv knew my mom was born, you know, and it and you know, because my mom's mom died when my mom was very young and my mom was adopted um like would he have taken her in 
would she have had a completely different life? Like, who knows? Um, you know, if he did, if he, if he missed a bus or if he didn't have an extra drink or go to a certain bar, that entire line is just knocked out. Yep. Like all because of some dude named Merv that was up in Rockford, Illinois, working at a factory. It's crazy. A lot of I'm things glad, had to happen. I'll say I'm glad that Merv was unfaithful. <laughs> Thanks, Merv. <laughs> I'm getting out of a bad deed, right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. I mean, he died in 2016. So she just missed him too, which kind of sucks, but maybe it's good. Like, I don't know. Best, right? You know, she can yeah. other people anyway. I mean, you know, I know to her, maybe she doesn't get that type of closure, but also, yeah, it could have been a conversation he didn't want to have. And then you have to That's deal with true. that. Yeah. Yeah. It's I insane. Getting rejected, like, to your face as opposed right. to whatever else. Like, he could have been like, oh, yeah, I knew you were born. I just didn't want you. Yeah, yeah, and then I still don't want to talk to you. So please, yeah, go. please, please leave us alone. God damn, that, that... Merv, man, salty motherfucker. Merv. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, no, I just found it really interesting. So I'm glad you're willing to share it. Oh, it's... Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad she, you know, got some uh, found out. Yeah, me too. She was me trying. Too. She definitely was. And, and, you know, she lost her sister a year ago, the one sister she found. And so it's kind of, it's kind of cool. They're all going to get together and, uh, or she's at least going to meet this niece uh, along with my, my little sister going. Um, so it's kind of, it's kind of cool. How that... Missouri? No, they, <laughs> it's the crazy part is this, this niece lives like five minutes from my little sister up in Illinois. Oh yeah. So like 40 minutes from my mom. One of, I think one of the brothers lives real close to my mom, huh? They knew to get out of Missouri. They knew. (laughs) Yeah, because, yeah, the the Merv got divorced. His ex-wife lives up in Rockford. Um, Wait, what? Yeah, she's like 90. She's still going up in Rockford. And she lives in Um, Rockford. Yeah, she lives close to my mom, this ex-wife. And then my mom talked to her. And she, my mom is like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I don't know if you knew or she goes, oh, I, I imagined he had other kids out there. That son of a bitch. Like <laughs> that was his ex-wife. And I was just like, good Lord. Um, two of those half brothers have passed. Uh, one of them, I think that's alive, lives out in like Idaho. And one lives near my mom, I think in Illinois somewhere. So. So here's the crazy thing with her living in Rockford. I mean, I don't know how plausible or probable it is, but imagine they, they may have passed cross paths at some point. Yeah, imagine have. if imagine if the mom, uh, the the wife, had a bank account at the bank your mom used to work at. Uh, I doubt it. I doubt it. They lived out kind of in the country at that point. Okay. But the weird thing, I got a cousin named Melissa, a step cousin, and she went to the same same age as this cousin of mine, this new cousin. And they went to the same school for high school. So they probably knew each other in high school. Two cousins. So I have a step cousin through John named Melissa. She went to a high school uh, out in McChesney Park in Rockford. Uh, And this new cousin that my mom just started, found out about and started talking to. Same age, same high school, graduated the same year as this other cousin. 
So they might have been in the same damn class. And not known. You know what I mean? Like, it's weird. Yeah, small world. Yeah, for sure. It's crazy that they all ended up near Rockford. (laughs) Yeah. Rockford is the center of Johnny's family's universe. It is. It is. And I'm very Scottish, apparently. Like, way more than I thought. So... Not they're as all, Irish. They're all the same genetically. Yeah. The Welsh, yeah. the English, the Scots, and the Irish. They're all yep. the same. That's why my 23 me says 100% Irish and English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yep, I'm Irish. Got it. <laughs> genetically, they're the same. It's funny. It's good. But all right, we ready to wrap it up? Yep. Ready. Something Merv didn't do. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Full circle. <laughs> all righty. Well, thank you for joining us on the Fumbles of the End Zone podcast. Hope you all have a great weekend. If you pick the same games as me, you're going to go 14-0 this week. Um, but if not, you're going to have a loss. I apologize. Uh, Johnny, Eric, thank you for joining me as always. Look forward Later, to hopefully seeing both of you tomorrow. Johnny, I know... Uh, May not happen, but uh, Eric, I'll see you tomorrow afternoon. Yep. Um, All righty. Sounds yeah, good. Boys, you guys have a great night, and I will talk to you later. And uh, go Irish as the Marcus Freeman era begins. One night stand, Merv. I'm glad that Merv was unfaithful. Thanks, Merv. <laughs>